0: What up, what up, what up? You tuned in to the Jose Morales Podcast, where we talk sports, business, and everything in between. I am your host, Jose Morales, and we're on my boxing academy. Joining me in the ring today is my man, Danny
1: Blanco. Thank you, Jose. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. It's Danny Blanco from the Bronx, from the Bronx, (laughs) from like the movie.
0: ¿Cómo Uh, dice? Jose Morales. Jose Morales Morelos.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Every
0: time I talk to him, he he always... uh, says my name, Jose Morales Morelos, because uh, Rush Hour, Rush, rush hour, hour 2. two yeah. If rush you ever watch too. Rush Hour yeah. 2,
1: uh, Chris Tucker, I was like Chris Chris Tucker, Tucker said, when he's on the yacht, talking pretend, to the girl. He's, he's pretend to be a big guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> uh, this is my yacht. He uh,
0: all these yachts look alike. <laughs> but anyways, thank you, Danny, for coming.
1: Um, thank you for the invitation.
0: Danny's a longtime friend of mine. I probably met you when you first started boxing here in 2008, 2007. thousand yeah, seven 2007, seven around yeah, there. Seven, yeah. And... um and we became good friends throughout the times. Danny has a great story, uh, and not just a great story, but he's a great person and a great friend of mine. And I love the fact that he's he accepted my invite in, uh to the podcast. So one thing that we were gonna besides getting into a story, we're gonna talk about uh, what he does for a living, which is now you're a real estate agent, right here Correct. locally. Do you only sell here locally in the area, or, or where's the furthest you got out to sell a home?
1: Well, I used to live in the Bay Area, uh, Sunnyvale, San Jose area, so I still, you know, I do a little bit of business over there. I still have some okay. friends. Uh, hey, Danny, I'm thinking to move to Sacramento, you know. I need to sell my house. Can you help me from there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should, absolutely. And then, you All know. Those also, Bay Area
0: people are coming over here like crazy.
1: Oh, absolutely. So it's your fault. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no it's, a, it's a Google, Facebook fault. Yeah, no, I was messing
0: with this. So you do business with Bear uh, in Beria and yeah. over here. Yeah,
1: sometime I kind of like you know. After seventeen years, I've been doing this for seventeen years, and then a lot of, I have a I create some good network of uh, uh, colleagues, or uh, other agents, in the Area, Sometimes if it's too busy to me go there, I use kind of woodwork referrals. referral. So, you know, but I'm going to be also involved, making sure if it's a friend, especially if it's a friend of mine, I want to make sure they are taken care of.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, before real estate, you uh, played baseball. That's actually how you got to the U.S., right? Because you're from Venezuela.
1: Venezuela. That is Venezuela. how I came to, uh, to so the uh, United le- States.
0: Let's get to the story. I want to know how you grew up. Today, you actually brought his dad with us, and I actually finally got to meet his dad. He recently met my mom and my sister, so he's getting more familiar with my family i just met his dad i already knew his nephew his brother his brother plays poker his brother actually took my money in poker <laughs> <laughs> and uh so what's your give me your story with like um how how you how were you brought up the way you live and then how you ended up in sacramento give me give me your story danny
1: uh well let me start. um you know we grew up in a really tight uh chip, you know that guy with that he was really you know strict you know the, the discipline so we didn't have chance to do other things so after school he kind of put us into baseball you know to play literally you know baseball And is huge in venezuela right baseball soccer boxing actually this is you know, you know yeah it's, it's
0: one of my favorite boxers is from venezuela who is it
1: edwin Edwin Valero. Yeah, 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 yeah. really. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, I loved watching him fight. Man, yeah. he was a beast. Sad yeah. what happened to yeah. him, but but him fighting, I loved watching yeah, him
1: fight. Absolutely. He was a really a really great great yeah, fighter. Yeah.
0: But anyways, keep going. So your dad was really strict on you. Oh. I, you know. Strict meaning like uh, give, give me a give me a story of how strict he was cuz everyone has well, different uh definitions of strict. So well, strict like I what? Give you,
1: this one never, I never forget this. It was one time, you know, we were, at a, 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 a birthday, we were invited to a birthday party. It was like two houses across, uh, I don't know, like you can see from my house, the other house. And we, there was a girl there that was, you know, me and my brother, that we, we were like, you know, really, you know, excited about it. So uh, with the birthday party, you know. How old were you? Uh, I don't know. I was like maybe 12, okay. 12 years mm-hmm. old. And then, see, my dad had this rule, you know, after, you know, by 9 p.m., you had to be inside the house. Otherwise, then he will lock you up. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, we went to the party, you know, and, you know, things got really good, and we forgot. Shoot, 10.30. (laughs) We look outside, and the lights are off. Oh, boy. Man, we ring the the bell. We, You know, we knock the door. He let us wait there maybe a good 10 minutes. And when he came out, he came out with the bell and opened the door. And, you know... And we got we we we, we got our, uh, you got our medicine, yeah. So I mean that he's like he was the guy that he you know when he means to do something he will do it. You yeah. know I mean? he you know he get up in the morning early in the morning. You know and he won't he don't want anybody to be sleeping after yeah. he get up. You know he's always an early riser. Seven thirty them at the latest. Everybody had to be there. Yeah, they had to, to be. There. He go to bed at night. Everybody had to be bed at night. So that kind of strict environment we grew up. Yeah, and that's then, good. How many
0: br- siblings? Yeah. my
1: brother. I got a older sister. and uh, my younger sister, which one they went through cancer, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of days, a couple of years ago. Um, that's it. I mean, they, I think I have other siblings that I, I don't get to meet. I oh, well, I didn't spend that much time with them. But uh, I mean, a couple, couple others. Did everyone play baseball or just you? Just me and my brother. Mm. And they. How old were you
0: when you got into baseball? Oh, gosh,
1: I got it earlier uh, when I was a ten year old. But also I did boxing too. So mm. I did boxing. I went. I, I did boxing for a year or two. Um, and
0: um, What part of Venezuela is this? You never, I don't think you Bolivar talking. State, Ciudad oh. Guayana. Oh, okay.
1: Ciudad Guayana, that is the name of the city that we, we use, it's like conjunction of two cities, Puerto Ordaz, San Felix. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, <clears throat> I went, I started, I started baseball, then I took like, a couple years off to do a boxing, and then went back to baseball, and my dad didn't want me to continue boxing. Uh, went to baseball, and they had this cousin who actually played to the major, way to the majors. He played for the Yankees, he played for the Milwaukee Brewers, for the Montreal Expos back in the days. Now with the Nationals, uh, Seattle Mariners, you know, and he is, he, he still is like a big figure in Venezuela. He's, you know, he holds a lot of, a lot of records, baseball records and in, in, the, in the local baseball uh Lee in Venezuela, Winter League. Oh wow. So and this you know, is your cousin? Yeah, Robert Perez. Uh, mm. uh, actually he got these two kids you signed, you know, big money. You know, he's you know, he's this is he was, he's a star in Venezuela. And I saw him TV, said, I wanna be like my cousin. I wanna be like my cousin. Oh, so
0: that was like your motivation.
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, and then shoot, I wanna do that. And then I start training to you know to, to play baseball. But early in my age, like you know, 14, 15, even sixteen years old. I, for whatever reason, I never, my body didn't develop. I was like, I mean, I was like, I don't know, 160, 155, 5'7, 5'7", 5'7" 5'8, I wasn't that big. I was a skinny, uh, kind of small guy. And as a matter of fact, my dad was worried about something wrong with me. He took me to a doctor to see if something would know That I wouldn't do Right, right. You know, he can, you, can, you, you can ask him, you know. And they'll say, hey, he's gonna be fine. He's going to be a late bloomer, basically. Mm. Uh, uh, then I started going to try out, you know, two, three times um, I was told no because they didn't project my body to be developed to be like a, to be a professional ball player. And I, you know, I, at first it was a little discouraging, but I mean, you know when sometimes you believe so blindly mm-hmm. in something? Yeah, that no matter what anyone nobody says. Nobody who tell you no, you know what, I don't care. I think, I know I can do this. Yeah. I know I can, I got it. I, I got to do what I got to do. And it wasn't until probably one of my, probably the last tryout before I signed, I have a a tryout with Chicago Cubs and with this Cuban scout for Chicago Cubs. And I thought they did really good, everything. And I asked the guy, you know, what else I needed to do? Well, you know, I mean, you you definitely have a little bit of ability, but uh, I I think for your size, you know, you, you need to fly. You know, when he said that, well, that means that I need to. No, so you could be an average so runner.
0: He pretty much said that it's almost impossible for you to do it because uh, it you will, have to be a lot faster than what you yeah. really are.
1: And then usually in baseball, they measure your speed on the 60 yard dash. The 60 yard dash, uh, you know, anywhere between 6'9 to 6'7, it's, it's a decent time. 6'6, six, 6'5, six, six, it's a really good. Any below 6'5 is like above, it's unbelievable good. It's really good. Yeah. So I was 6'9", six, 6'8". Six, I was there, I was average. I mean, it wasn't bad, but, I, you know, for my size, I needed to do more than that, yeah. you know. So, and then, uh, you know, after he told me that, you know, I started going to uh, the track fields, you know, uh, see what the coaches, you know, kind of ask questions. What do you do that? What is the exercise? You know, and then ask the guys, I had a couple of friends that they were the, you know, in tracking and they yeah. were asking, said, what do you do that? What are the coach? You know, just asking questions and writing down and then, you know, see what they do. So doing. you went
0: to go watch somebody do track and field.
1: Yeah. Real, and yeah. as they were
0: training, and you were
1: watching them, seeing and what they're taking notes, and then doing my own, doing those things.
0: Yeah, just to improve your running. Yeah. And no one was telling you to do this. This no. is something you did on your own because you knew you needed to get better at running.
1: Yeah. I um, went so bad. I something so bad that I want to do what I think. Where was to this? Where was this at? Venezuela. This, this Venezuela. is still Venezuela. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I was like 16 years old at that uh-huh. moment. And, you know, and some of the things that I did that was gonna. Uh, orthodox was like, I will go to the beach and mark the 60-yard dash. I get myself, just by myself, got a stopwatch. And then I say, I need to run this 60-yard dash on the 7 in the sand. Because I know if I do it in the sand, when I go to the hard surface, I will do it much yeah. better. So I start doing that thing, you know, and I do that, you know, in that process. And you know, I pull my hamstring uh, actually a couple of times. So that's a really hard thing on your legs when you try to do it. Working yeah, yeah. hard,
0: yeah, especially in the sand. Yeah, and then
1: uh, <laughs> and then I will go. I mean, close to home, it was like maybe a couple of miles from home. It was a like really steep uh, hill uphill uh, that I will just go jogging to the uphill to hill and then do a sprint, six, seven sprint uphill. You know, like you know, and I will do it to the point that to my body that I will use myself and I puke. That's how, how hard I was pushing myself to get Shit. that. I was doing all. I was on my own. Nobody with me. Just yeah. me, just me. And then it took me probably 12, 10 to 12 months, and I went from six, eight, nine to six, four, six, three. Shit. So, this is still in the sand. No, that was, you no, know, I was in the sand, but I mean, after that. Oh, but, that, but after
0: that, when you went on surface, yeah. that's what you were running? that's
1: why I was running. Oh, shit, so. so you improved a lot. A lot, I mean, a lot. I, plus, you know, I, I, constantly, you know, I was doing, and, and the moment that I kind of, okay, I got this, As one time, actually, I was training, uh, and then I pulled my hamstring a little bit, you know, it wasn't was a back pull, but I pulled it, it was a little bruise. And then two days later, oh, the scout for uh, Minnesota Twins is going to come tomorrow to check it out.
0: Damn. And, I, and you had your hamstring. Support. I do have
1: pulled hamstring. You know what? I didn't care. I went ahead that day, wrap it up tight, and I run the 60-yard dash like that. I run 6'7 with a pulled hamstring. Oh,
0: that's gosh. when I knew,
1: okay, you know what? I want to let it heal, and I know that I got this. Listen so I Listen to calling,
0: that. Huh? That's fucking crazy. I said, listen to that. What you just said, that's crazy. Because most people... I mean, they got some sort of injury that would be their excuse to get out of not doing whatever it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. You were like, "Fuck that!" You went over there and tied your fucking hamstring as tight as possible, and sprinted and got a six-seven on a on a sixty-yard dash, because that's how bad you wanted to that show up.
1: That work. That's how bad you are when you really want, want something so bad. There's know, nothing's no going to stop you. Ex- nothing's gonna stop you. Nothing there, gonna stop yeah. you. And that's and then and that bring it to the point when. You know, sometimes I, you know, I, I I work with kids here, you know, in baseball. You know, sometimes I give a talk. I kind of help them. You know, I work a little bit with the high, Lincoln High School, and some kids, you know, local kids, uh, Lincoln, Brooklyn, and I just get so frustrated where they have so many opportunities, and you know, they get they get, uh, I guess
0: they give up too quick, too quickly. You know, yeah. too quickly.
1: You know, when they haven't really go to the really. St- Strong part yeah. get, of get better, you know what yeah. I mean? You just kind of let it. I down. see that a
0: lot here too. As they come in, they do really good, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they get in the ring, or they have one hard day, or or it's just too too much, or they get hit, or they spar and got hit real hard, they disappear, they quit. There's no fight, there's no fight for them to to push because that's how bad they want it. They, it's, they don't want it as bad as you wanted it that day, you know what I mean? So I could see that being very frustrating for you because you're like, shit, man, this is I wasn't
1: like this. And I, and I use you, you know, actually, I don't know if you know, but I use you, your example, because uh, to me, you are example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I met you here, like, you know, more than 10 years ago. Yeah. And you were just uh, a, a bare employee, basically, just a kid that was trying to make a little bit of money. Yeah. You know, but you were doing what you wanted, which is baseball, uh, sorry, boxing. But, you know, you were just a kid, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you, you know, went out to, you know, to explore the other route, but then this is something that you knew that you wanted down deep. You wanted to do boxing. Yeah. You wanna be, you know, a uh, 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 your own business. You wanna be your own boss. And look at you right now. Mm-hmm. Look at you right now. I just tell people that guy, said, that guy uh, Osé Borares uh, Academy. He was just there a trainer. you a sing, single trainer. Yeah. And when then when you put your mind in something, you can you you can, you you can, can do, it. do it. You can do it. anything you want. Nothing. If you dream it, you can do it. Yep. You know. And then I told him, like I told you, case like he. And he, did, he he didn't born here he he wasn't born here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. He's a he's, he's a dreamer. Yeah, but you know what? He had that drive. Uh, you know, and I, I remember a couple of times that you mentioned to me, like you know. Um, one of our conversations that you have a teacher actually in high school, right? And you mentioned that teacher, they was give you a hard time, and you say, like, you know, she didn't believe in you, and you say, like, you know, you ended up either in jail or you ended or up dying. dead. Yep. That didn't put you like, oh, sad. You used that as a, a, as a fuel, fuel. Yep. to fire. You know what? I'm going to prove you. Yep. And run that I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to be better even than you. Yep. And look at where you are right now. No, thank you for saying that, Danny. No, it's a true. I mean, you're an example. You're an example. No, yeah. It,
0: it's very true, though. I think uh, the way you brought that up is good because um, we people hear things. But someone's always going to talk about you. They're always going to say something to you. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to decide if that's true, whatever they said. So they say you're going to be a fuck up and this and that. You have that opportunity to make that statement true or false, depending on how hard you're going to work to it. I could have made that teacher statement true and just gone and fucked up my life cuz she said that and be mad at it or use it as fuel and I used it as fuel. Yeah. But yeah, that is a good point. So what Thank you for saying that, Danny, but what is uh what is something that you would uh what do you think we can do as parents or as just role models to change or to help our younger generation change that mentality? What do you think? <clears throat> we should do or can we do or is there anything we yeah, can do
1: yeah I think we can do I mean it's just, it's just like the upbringing of the new generation I think I mean I used I, I talked a lot to my daughter she's, yeah, cause she's, she's going to turn 16 this yeah, year yeah you're a parent and so. there is time you know when I you know I try to be involved in her you know, school life you know what's going on you know I want to know her friends I want to be involved you know, you know without being like a helicopter parent but I want to be you know keep my distance but I still keep you know see uh, uh, what a, she's time. doing Exactly, you know, make sure that she doesn't go in the wrong, you know, the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed, you know, I see, you know, a couple of times that she kind of like, especially with friends, you know. Uh, she get and stuff like I don't know, like you know, well, you know, you know, you know, you're not cool enough to be in a group. And then she get depressed. She be left out. She be like, you know, someone actually, she, she, she even used the word bully, you know. And, and yeah. I, you know, I I believe in that word, but I used to, you know, but you can let that people, you know, get you. You need to have a little bit more, uh, be mentally strong, you know, people. And you know, when people think that you are not something, you gotta prove it. And you know, there is nothing more rewarding when you by. Prove you somebody. prove that with, with with facts I mean yep. you know you make it look ridiculous you make it look bad you know I, I told you I could do that yep. well, I know that I not that kind of person that you thought I was exactly um, yeah. I say that she also struggled a little bit when she uh, she was in Lincoln Crossing, then she went to this um, uh, charter school uh, Rockland Academy she's right now western Sierra which is you know part of, you know, parent uh, high school of rockland Academy and there's some teachers they you know I like that school because I think they they, they trying to help you know help the kids transition from the high school to college life and uh, you know in college I mean when you are in college uh, teacher gonna be babysitting you like hey you did the homework you did this you know you know hey this is homework page page five to page 10 you know you gotta do it and if you don't do it then yeah you get, you, you get UF or you get like a bad grade so the teacher won't say oh you did that homework you completed no. So, and she struggled at first with that. You know, cause she was coming from Lincoln crossing when everybody's- you Baby know him. Exactly. Uh, you know, and I told her, listen, you can't blame it on the teacher. The teacher gives you an assignment. And, I, you know, as you, as an as as individual, it's like, if you had a, if you, let's say you're an adult and you had a job, and then you and a company say, hey, Gabby, you need to do, complete this task by this, because the company, you know, can project this number. And if you don't do it, you know, if something is really bad, you get fired.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what
1: happened when you went in real life. So this is preparing for real life to be responsible to kind of like, you know, what, you know, prioritize things. You know, I mean, I know that we all like to have fun, but you know, we also need to do our, our responsibility before before we get there. Uh, that part, I talked to her a lot. Uh, I to about the one well, to me the golden rule treat others like the way that you like to be treated i mean yeah. you know if you follow that rule i mean you you know you you so you'll you'll go okay. places yeah yeah i mean you'll be you'll be you'll be, you'll be you'll, you, most of the time you'll be fine you you won't have people you know at the same time you need to be aware of people that try to get, take advantage of you you need mm-hmm. to kind of get to know people you know Well, you know, not everybody's going to be your friend. You know, Uh, some people will pretend to be your friend. You really need to kind of understand people, read people, (laughs) get to know people, you know, where they're coming from. So you have a better understanding, you know, some of their actions.
0: I think that right there is what it is that we need to do more. Uh, Talk to people and talk to our kids. Say you spend time talking to your kids Yeah. and me as a coach here, I see that the kids that are do best and thrive the best in not only in sports and in school, are the ones that our parents are not only involved, but they're very much active as far as talking to them. They conversate with them, like the conversation you had with your daughter. That, hey, this is don't blame it on the teacher, this is up to you. And I think so easily parents could be caught up with work and all these other things going on that we forget to spend time in t- conversations with our kids. And I'm I'm one of those. I mean, I've I've felt in that before where I spend a week and I'm oh shit, I haven't talked to my son. And I do dates with my kids. Mm-hmm. So every week we rotate between my wife and I. One day, one week I have a date with my oldest where it's just me and him, and mm-hmm. she takes my youngest. And the following week I take the youngest and she takes the oldest, and we go on a date where we're alone. And during that time, no joke, my son t- tells me so much that he would not tell me around his uh, his mom. Like at the beginning, he was—he t- actually told me about the girl he liked at school. He's <laughs> See, in that, kindergarten. That, that's amazing that you're getting
1: that. Yeah, this, of in, what you in,
0: kid. in kindergarten, a five-year-old boy. He was telling me, and he's like, "Just don't tell mom, okay?" He's like, "All right, don't tell mom." Like, all, right, all right, I won't tell you. You know
1: what I mean? That he feels comfortable, comfortable, comfortable with you. He you. You feel like you—you—that's you, the kind of thing that you want to have with your kids.
0: Yes, but uh, and but that would never happen if I would never spent that hour, two hours with them alone. If I would have never made that time to spend with my son for two hours alone, I would have never known that. He would have never told me because mom was always around. He was never going to be like, hey, dad, he was not. My five year old son wasn't going to pull me aside to tell me, hey, I kind of like this girl. No, I actually had to go to the park, hang out with them. That time we actually went to Chuck E. Cheese. I took him to Chuck E. Cheese. We we're playing and we we're talking. And then out of nowhere, he told me. But it's because of the time that I'd spent with him. Man, that's and so that's great, the same man. thing that you're doing. And I think that's what us parents and everybody, we need to conversate, uh, have conversations with our kids. Also, when they're struggling with something, I see this here a lot, when they're struggling with with boxing, for example, Mm -hmm. and they're having a hard time and their kids go on and they're like, hey, I don't want to go to boxing. So quickly, they're like, okay, let's just stop going. And the parents back up what their kids say. They don't want to go, let's cancel it. They don't talk.
1: They don't talk. Why? How come? Why? 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 Yeah. Yeah,
0: find out why. Um, yeah, let's say they're not gonna box forever, but don't let them stop as soon as they as soon as they wanna stop. Let figure out, hey, you know, finish out this month or finish out this season, finish out whatever. Uh let me talk to the coach, let me talk to you. What? Why? You just had a hard day and let's stop, let's cancel. That is what I think as a parent, mm-hmm. you need to back them up at the same time, but conversate with them. Absolutely,
1: Absolutely. And I like I say, I think when when we go that route that you mentioned, like they don't say okay, whatever, don't go. It's like you know we don't prepare them for, for life. You know what I mean? Like if, like for example, then you know if they if they're gonna be like that all the time, and then college, and then you know they have a, like you know sometimes we get into a bad streak. You know what I mean? right? You know well uh, you know a teacher you don't get along with the teacher you get in bad grades. You know what? I'm not gonna go more more to college because I you know I don't have any fun or I don't yeah. like it. Then is that is that gonna be a good thing?
0: Nope. No
1: right, or like you know, you got work and then you you have a coworker you don't get along. Your boss is making you a little hard, little difficult. Well, I don't want to go work anymore because you know I don't you know that kind of stuff. You know you need to prepare the kid. You know how handle those situations. You know okay, you know you know maybe communication. Maybe it's a communication issue that is between something. You know why or something I need to improve or something that you know that I'm not doing right. You know I mean stuff like that. That's why you say it's very important the communication. Why so why do you know get to the bottom? Why why he doesn't want to do that? And that's
0: huge. From your kids, that shows them to what to do with their wife, with their
1: boss, given and the, giving the set. The excuse you saying yeah.
0: The game plan for life, not just that. relationship. Absolutely, and that's but, what
1: I. Uh, you know, one thing that I forgot to add with my daughter is like, you know, when she when she was dealing with some some of those uh, friends, you know, like, oh, that she cannot do this, she cannot do that, and I told her, you know, I say I use you, I use my example, you know, listen, you know, I said when I use my side examples, I came here with when I got released from baseball. I only have $400 in my pocket. That's it. No friend, no family. Well, just my girlfriend back then, but no other friends, no family member, nobody here in the U.S. In another country, barely speaking English. That's what
0: That's what I wanted. To, that, honestly, that's one of the biggest things of why I wanted you here. We didn't even finish your story. <laughs> check this out because we got side check. Okay. But I wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about how you got here mm-hmm. and- we 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 had this conversation the other day here in the gym. It's yeah. like, bro you come from another gym, from another gym from another country without knowing the language and we're making something out of nothing yeah there's no way if you're here you cannot make the same something out of nothing. It's just they are uh, we're missing the fire that's all the only difference people coming from other countries have a fire that us here don't have. And that is what uh, my goal is. Hopefully, with this podcast, we can light that fire out of everyone that's here listening. You know what I mean? And and, and bring that fire out of their kids, out of the whoever that's nearby them. But yes, I think it's crazy how you said I came here to another country, four hundred dollars, didn't even know the language, had nobody around, and now you're doing amazing. I mean, got your real estate.
1: Well, I, I, you know enough to you know to you know to form a family to help. My my extended family. No, I mean, and I, you help a lot.
0: I, I talk to you all the time here about you're doing this, you're doing that, what you did for your sister, for your nephew, for your brother.
1: Man. And not for my dad.
0: <laughs> you do a lot. I mean, and that's what it's about, helping helping your family, helping your friends. And that's huge. Wow. Well, I- so, Let's finish your story. Okay. You're running your dash. And then what happened after that? You're running. You, well, you're, you know, you,
1: I, call, I call my cousin, the one that's already was a big guy, big non-big name in Venezuela. I say, cousin, you know, can you give me a tryout, man? I'm ready. And I'm, 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 I'm set. And Then back that was day, he was playing winter ball, and the G, the GM, the general manager for that winter ball team, was a scout for the Cleveland Indians. So I guess he talked, and then okay, Danny, I got you. You know, you need to come over here. You know, he want to try out. And it was like a seventeen hour uh bus trip, you know, from my city to the city when he was there. So I drove there, got there in the morning. Uh like tired of being in the bus sitting for seventeen hours. And then I had to try out like that day at two PM, I think before the team the the professional team would play that game, that night games. So I was there just so I was the only one. That was a cool thing. I was I was lucky I guess that was the only one that they were the guy was checking out just because my cousin asked him to check me out. Uh, I remember I you know, I'm sorry I, he checked me out. I, hit, I I I swing. I hit the ball. I didn't hit it well. I didn't throw well. Like I know that I did that before better, and uh and the guy said, well, I don't have haven't run because um you know I guess the guy he was understanding that I just came for a long trip, and the bus. I said I wanna need to go to U.S. I coming back next week. Uh, here's some money so for his, so he mm-hmm. buys his money, his middle money stuff like that. I wanna check him out next next time next week. So I was there. He, the next week came. And the guy came, did a tryout. He had me running first this time, and I ran. And then he he tell my cousin, my cousin's name is Robert Perez. I hey, said, Robert, can you not run with him? Yeah, sure. And then I run and I smug my cousin. And he was like a big league guy, you know, and I smoked and running. And then he called my cousin and he showed the stopwatch. And then my cousin said, like, you know, good. So I, they say, said, well, Robert, how much do you think your you cousin is worth? When he said, those words, okay." And now, now we're in business. So I, later, I find out that I run six three in the sixty-yard dash, that that in that in that, that, that one. And you know, after that, you know, you just basically set up the contract, get an agreement, how much you know they're gonna be my signing bonus and stuff like that. I had to drive back 17 hour <laughs> home to get. Uh, for what team was this for? That was the Cleveland Indians. Okay. You know, that's the, the real thing. So this is, the same.
0: This, is your, this is that right there was your chance to come to the
1: U.S. playing the major. Well, league. no. That's China used to play professional baseball. So I went two years to play professional baseball in Dominican Republic, mm. because you had to earn the visa to come to US. You had to put good numbers.
0: Um. So if
1: you, it's like a filter. Dominican Republic. If you don't, you know, if you don't cut it there, you get released. Uh, so it's kind of like
0: probation period.
1: Uh, it's it's Kinda. It, it, It's like you know, it, it's considered like a rookie league, rookie level. And then you had to play, you know, it's a season there. You play, you know, every major league organization have a team there. So you play against, you know, the Dodgers, uh, Baltimore, you play all those teams. But, you know, you, like, it's like a, you had to put the numbers. You know what I mean? It's like a major league. You put the numbers, you go to all star games, stuff like that. So if you don't pick good numbers, well, this guy didn't, you know, two years, he didn't hit more than 220. He didn't hit any homers. He didn't get any RBI. He had no speed, no runners. No. Boom. Big slip. Go back home. That's it. Release. Shit. That, just so like that. you
0: you got your trip to the Dominican Republic then? Yeah, right I, I in my
1: second year I earned I earned my visa. I put the good numbers. So and you were then, in Dominican Republic for two years? Two years I play. I play, you know, go back home, Venezuela, play Winter Ball. Next year I go back to Dominica and that second year I put the numbers. And then, when I came back home after the winter ball, I got a letter something, you know. The, How I, old were you at this time? I was now 17, turning towards 18. So, 17,
0: 18, you yeah. were in another country. Dominican Republic yeah. is not Venezuela. This and, the fir- is a, and the first, and the first, foreign country. And
1: tell me, the first year was hard. That's probably why I didn't put a good number. Not the, it wasn't that bad, but I, I didn't put the number that I wanted because it was really shocking, you know. The, the place we were sleeping was like a big room with um, bunker beds, the matter was this thick. And this all bunch of guys, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Panamanians. You know, the bathroom has no divisions. You know, they have the toilets here and the, and the urinary is there, so in front. So it's like it was You're crazy. you taking shit in front of a dude. Everybody, you know, when <laughs> you take a piss and you have to smell the shit somebody that can poop there. You know? So when we do the Venezuelan, the Venezuelan group, we'll kind of. Okay, you need, to, you, need to, you, need to, you need to take a crap, you need to take a crap. Okay, let's go, All take a crap. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't mean they that's kind of the stuff that we would do. But most of the time, we just, at use, the, at the clubhouse, and the, 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 the stadium, we kind of do all things, you know, so we don't have to use the bathrooms and and, uh, and the apartment. What's like an apartment. And then we had to be in the field, remember, 8.30 in the morning and practice from 8.30 in the morning to 11.30 in the morning. Uh, practice, just throwing, hitting, you know. Uh, and then you have 30 minutes break to give you, a soup, a bowl of soup with a banana. That was your lunch. And then at 12, play the game, play the game, play game. And the game used to go for three, uh, three, three to four hours. You play the game. And then after that, some player will go to- So a, no school? No school, it's really? just it's, it's your job. You're paying, paying to play. You're professional baseball, I'm a man. Yeah. You're professional baseball player, you're playing. So, and then after that, some player will go to do extra work, which is lifting weight. Other players, other players will go to take English classes. And then uh, you will eat din- lunch or dinner at almost 5, ri- 30, all the same, rice and beans. That's like a Dominican r- 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 rice yeah. and beans. The only thing that will change is either fish or, or pork or, or or chicken. That's all. And it was cold. You know, the heart, the the, the, the rice was cold. I me mean, it was a different shock for me, you know. And, and in the morning, it was like a, a boiled piece of yuca. You know yuca? Yeah, yeah, yuca. Uh, yuca with that's a, what
0: Mofungo's made out of. Yeah,
1: with a, fr- with a fried cheese. as a. a, a, a Fried cheese and 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 avena was like a water with something. that was the taste nothing but avena. avena uh, odd Oatmeal, you know. Uh, he used, It was it was rough. I mean, it was rough. You know, me adapting to that. To that. Lifestyle, yeah, so, yeah. Especially at that age. Yeah, I so, can see
0: that being tough.
1: Yeah. The second time, yeah, yeah I kind of knew what to expect, you know, and I put the number. So I came to I came to U.S. I so play. you got
0: a visa to play where? Yeah, here, uh, first after the second year, where'd you I go? I play
1: in the spring training for Cleveland. Back the day was uh, Winter Haven. Uh, It's a a city near Tampa in Florida, and then played with the Cleveland, the rookie level, uh, um, Watertown uh, Indians. Then I got traded to the Giants. I was going to get traded after that. I played in Giants, San Jose Giants, 1996. 96? 97? I think 97. 97. Played with the Giants. And then I got traded. I played the Giants, uh, and then I got released in 1998. I got released.
0: Yeah, so that's what brought you to the West Coast. That's yes. what brought you to here right. to California. Right.
1: Well, you know, well, this this is a funny story, Jose, and, uh, and I would share this. It's very personal. But when I got released, I had this girlfriend, you know, which is later was my wife. My, my now it's my ex, but it was my wife. Um, you know, we were, you know, maybe like in a three months relationship at that moment. Uh, I got released. Um, you know, I got my ticket back home, back to Venezuela. <clears throat> well, they sent me to. From Venezuela, uh, San Francisco, Miami, and I had to stay like as five hours over, overlay in Miami for the next flight to Venezuela. So I got there, you know, and you know, I, I remember I had some friends in, in Miami, and I called them, Hey, come over here! She was like, <clears throat> I had this five hours, so I went there. I said, Where are you going to Venezuela, man? Things tough there, you know. What I mean, you should stay here, but I mean, I was afraid. I was by myself, man. I was seven, eighteen years old now i was 20 at that moment it was by myself i was scared you know what i mean you know release i was crying because i feel like in my dreams are going to the toilet you know i never play baseball again and you know they were telling me you know you have anybody in well, just a girlfriend oh you're telling to marry you know and get your stuff you know? <laughs> and then, you know they start putting that thing in my head <coughs> sorry and then you know i don't know so i called my mom home mom is son, you know, this is just home, you know, you always have your home here. Called my dad, you know, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I mean, you know, and I go home when things are tough, you know, and then I feel like all this time that I trying to, what I got, what I, what I, to play baseball is gonna go to waste. You know, and the, you know, I just like, it, I guess I call my girlfriend here, you know, hey, you know, this in Miami, you know, um, do you think you wanna get married me with, marry me? And I was like, yeah, sure, I would love to marry you. So you, you proposed over the phone? Over oh, the phone. <laughs> 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 no ring, no nothing. No ring, no hey, you're nothing. A beast, baby, how you pull that off? <laughs> Shit. So, but here's the thing, I, you know, I was so scared. said, so, you know, can you come here to Miami? You know, oh sure, I wanna get a flight. You know, and then you know, we're in touch for I don't know for a few days, and then you know, I'm flying, I'm flying tomorrow, you know, to Miami. Okay, that day went early in the morning to the airport to pick her up. She didn't show up. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. I say. So then I call her and they said, what happened? You know, well, you know, she, she got scared. She didn't want to do She it. got scared? Yeah. She got scared. Oh, she got cold feet. And then she said, why you don't come here to, you know, to California? I said, well, I only have 400 bucks. I don't have, I paid you a ticket. She said that? Yeah. She said that. And then, you know, she paid me a ticket and flew back uh, to California. And then got uh, You know, you know we, 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 you know, we kind of went boyfriend or girlfriend for another, uh, three or four months to see things you know her family didn't like me at all why not I don't know they probably thought that was you know for the wrong reason there and then and then and, and i married probably at the end and I, this is uh this is the uh That's my daughter's oldest, that's my daughter's, daughter's mom that's my daughter's okay, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my daughter mom so I ended up after Mary I ended up being married 16 years with her oh shit! so I was married for a long time yeah so you mm. you love the girl yeah yeah, yeah so you know, it wasn't it, no yeah it wasn't like I used, it used was just papers yeah yeah yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is that's why a lot of people Wild thought. pop? A lot of people thought. Yeah, a lot exactly. of people. Exactly. So I had to kind of deal with that, you know, and, and during those those and times. And I think
0: uh, during that time though, it was a lot different than now. As far as getting, you can marry oh. somebody then and get papers. This is the '90s, huh? Yeah, that's ninety late '90s.
1: Yeah, yeah 1998, during that yeah. time,
0: I think right in uh, 9/11 mm-hmm. is when everything changed. just got mm-hmm. strict mm-hmm. and got ch- and changed. And before you can marry somebody, and how long was the process?
1: I mean, it was like quickly, like six. I mean, I, mean, I remember by then I still had my visa, my, my sport uh, sport visa to play professional mm-hmm. sports. And it hasn't expired, so, which is a good thing. You know, I never was here like illegal. Just, I couldn't work. Yeah. And then after I got married, I got my social security. I got my, well, I have my social security, but I have my work authorization. Then I worked. But yeah. it was quickly. It was like, you know, I, I don't think so. I took more than... Than four or five months, and I did all my own. I, I remember I had to be, you know, my being the immigration lines you know, like five, five in the morning to get the stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's a good time to talk about this, but a lot of people don't <laughs> understand the process of what it's like. When you have a, when you hear, le- when you come to the U.S. legally, mm-hmm. when you fly in with a visa or, or you're here as a resident, you're not illegal. Like you didn't come here illegally. Correct. It's a lot easier to get married and get your residency that way versus being brought here illegally or you or you came here illegally Mm -hmm. and then suddenly want to apply to get a residence they don't cut that shit or getting married that way so the reason why i say that is like i was here illegally forever and um and and i looked at every way possible to try to get my shit together i looked at joining the military they didn't let me do that i looked into um uh what what do I need to do like if I what if I got married I had a I had a girlfriend that told me why don't we just get married and then um and I and I'm like well, what do, what do we have to do and then I looked into it and then I, have to, I had to go back to Mexico to see that Juarez mm-hmm. possibly be there for 10 years as my penalty for Oh
1: yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was right. like I was like what the and fuck And people don't know that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like and and I talked to an attorney, and they're like, yeah, you pretty much have to make your story a sad story. Like, if you have kids here, and your wife's depending on you, maybe they'll let you come back sooner. He's like, but you're young. She's young. No kids. Oh, yeah, they're going to make your ass wait. And then things like that. Um, and then I also, it it's just, it's a lot harder than it seems. It is doable to get married, but it's not no, if you're illegal. It's, it's not as simple as, 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 as it, it sounds. No, it no. is not it's that not. simple. Yeah, you have
1: to go. So, and I, said, I was lucky enough, you know, back in the day, it wasn't that hard.
0: Yeah, I, I think, like I said, before 9-11, it was a lot easier. Yeah. After 9-11, everything got more strict, which makes sense. Um, but anyways, how how was it the fact that you got late when you got we when you got released? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. How did that go down?
1: Dude, that was, that was probably one of the hardest days that I have encountered in my life. You know, I mean, you know, that was my passion. Baseball was my passion, you know, I was... And I could say maybe a little bit of a of um headed person, you know. i was my was nineteen my last twenty like my last year I was playing baseball still was pretty young. I remember it was with the Giants and it was a lot of good players there. I mean it was Barry Bond's brother were playing there, it was uh um George Victorialba they playing the major, Peter Feliz, it was a lot of guys that made reached out to the majors. I remember the office was kinda crowded, but the thing is I get, when I come here from Venezuela to play with the, with, with the Giants, the visa, I, I got my visa late. So I, gained, I came what I, they call the extended spring training. So already the teams have been formed, and they've already been sent to the city when they play. So I don't say Giants already went. it. So I got, I got it in Scottsdale, uh, I don't know, like, a, you know, late March. So teams are already kind of ready to go. They already had the team assembled. But, you know, man, I, I got there, and I, I, I came hot. I mean, I, I, I remember I got 10 at 20 at bat, and I hit, like, a 12, 12 base hit. You know doubles. I mean, I just everything was clicking for me, clicking. Mm-hmm. And the minor league director come to me, hey, come to the office. Oh, wow, I gotta deep run. And I said, you know, you're going to San Jose, which is the the, the highest class, a, a ball level for the Giants. And everybody, went, wow, this guy. Oh man, like even guys that reached the majors later, they say, I thought you were going to play Major League at that moment because you know, like nobody just come two weeks into the in the camp and send you to the to the you know the, to the hard A ball. I, then I went there. but that, Some of the reasons I, they sent me there because a couple of the outfielders were injured.
0: So mm. I got there started hitting. i
1: in, and I just, bam, I, I do my thing.
0: So how come once you got released from there, what made you decide that you're gonna stop? You're 20 years old. How come you didn't look into playing like? A... No, I tried. Oh, you did.
1: I tried, but believe me, it's it's pretty hard. Look at this way. How many kids get drafted every day, every every year? Bunch, bunch of kids. I mean, if, you know, each team draft. I don't know. Probably like you know, good 60, 80, 80 players each team. They that's just the players they get all oh, 100. They use, they just the players out of the draft, the draft system. That's not including the international signing, Latin America, Asia. Uh, you know, uh, free agents. That's not included. So they get new employees, everything a lot every year. Then you have people, majorly triple A, double A, AA, single A employees in those in those teams they want to keep their job so you got people trying to get your job and you're trying to get somebody's job and they try to push you down to, so it's a very competitive it's a battle sport. so so baseball is a sport that you just can't go and be the same okay i'm good i stay here no you got improve. you got every year you got to do it improve 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 people get so people can notice it you know and especially when you sign a free agent like in my case a lot of the Latin American players, they don't have we don't have draft system there, you know, and they give you I don't know five thousand, ten thousand dollars signing bonus. That's nothing for things. That's like a, you know, it's nothing. That's not that much investment. So as soon as they said, okay, release, they get somebody else. You know, if they sign a guy for ten thousand dollars, but they draft this kid for two hundred thousand dollars, well, guess what? Who, guess who's going to take them? To have more opportunity to play? Yeah, the kid that got a quarter million dollars to sign mm. a bonus. So in order for you to keep that keep down, you gotta really, really yeah, do, he, it tw- do it twice yeah. what this kid's doing. So like, oh shoot, dude, I can't really bring this guy. This guy is just wrecking left and right and hit the bombs and this kid is not doing so. But if you're the same, well, just a little bit, it's not gonna cut it. Cause that's investment, it's a business. Yeah. At the end of the day, baseball is a business. So, yeah. and, and that's what it is. So um, sometimes you have to be at the right moment, you know, at, at the right time, you know, so in order to move on and that kind of happened to me i guess because when i signed out they only gave me ten thousand dollars that was my signing bonus and you know i remember in San said there were a lot of kids that were drafted There were you know there was one kid michael caruso i think they was he was the first first round draft pick and he got like i don't know like close to a million dollars something like that so that kid's gonna get all the chances of the world you oh, know shit. Ryan, somebody up ten thousand dollars which is pocket change for the san francisco giant at the moment you know what yeah. I mean? Um, you know, oh. and then I started doing, I was doing my thing. I was playing, I was hitting, I was all, all, over 300 in my, 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 that 1997 year. Um, then the guys started getting, rec- you know, recovery from the injuries. And then I was again, back to the bench, but that was more like a, a designated hitter or pinch hitter. And I was kind of like, kind of like, I guess, you know, my, my young blood took over. And I was upset. I was pissed. Doing good. Why I'm why now I'm playing here and there. I'm not playing like I was playing every day. I was upset, and I was kind of like I guess you know somehow you kind of that translate to the game when you had that mentality, upset. You kind of translate to the game sometimes. Yeah, you, sh- you let your emotions show. Exactly. Anyway, so one time remember once on Sunday um, I came to the stadium. You know, on Sunday we have a called baseball chapel. It's um uh, it's like a kind of church service. You know, for baseball players before the game on Sundays. And uh, we did that. I was in the lineup actually that day and then when i came back from that people shot ball come and i looked like i scratched it and then no i was no longer in the lane i was kind of like i wasn't even in the reserve i said like, wow well, you know but nothing nobody told me anything so the game ended up you know chain my clothes you know i was getting in the area, and then the trainer say hey you know manager want to talk to you the office usually it's not good when they say they want to talk to you in the office so and i go there and the guy you know long face you know it's like he was very apologetic you know he, You've been doing great with us. You've been this and this and this and that, you know. Um, but unfortunately, I just got a call this morning, you know, you know with the instructions, you know, to, to uh, let you go. I feel bad because you've been doing really good. I just, I don't know, you know, what is, what are they doing? And boom, you got to let uh, go. Yeah, and, but the guy was so good that, you know, they don't supposed to do that. That manager wrote a, 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 a letter of uh, reference, you know, like, you know, they can, can contact me that you have a talent. And they give me that, that letter for me to take with me if you wanna pursue with the other organization. Oh, yeah, cool so though. yeah, that was a cool thing I did that. So I mean, you know, after that, I tried to play baseball again. You know, I got um, contract to play with that team. I was, was I independently in uh, Evansville. Evansville or, Evansville orders the team. We have they have a trial in Sonoma I went, I I made the team. They go, oh, we need a guy like, like yeah, like you. I was that moment I was already married, you know uh recently married and the contract said it was like a thousand dollars a month uh go to evansville which i don't know where it was somewhere in iowa somewhere there i don't know nobody you know my wife at that moment said, well, i don't go in there you know i think you should you know stay here you know maybe forget about baseball for now focus on get education you know get some kind of degree learn learn english you know and you know i started when, you know, the pro and up, you know, at that moment, she was the only person with me here and nobody else. You know what I mean? It's kind of like my family was my everything here at that moment. And, you know, I decided to go that route. I, um, you know, there was some money. Actually, in my contract with the giant. there was some money, uh, $7,000 that I could use if I get released. Uh, within the first three years, I uh, could use it for, for education. So I used that money to, to, to go to college. And then I went to Mission College in, in the Bay Area, in Santa Clara.
0: Hmm.
1: I gave my... Uh, uh, I degree in computer science there. Oh, yeah, so I did that. <clears throat> and how'd you get into real estate? So um, you went from there to real estate. Well, how you know, I, well, I, well, I was taking ESL classes. Uh, you know, I got to work. I mean, in this country, you got to work. You can just sit in there. And no longer, and before that, my only job in my life was playing baseball. I didn't know to do anything else but play baseball. I couldn't do that for a living anymore. Uh, so I got it, and I was looking at... Was that
0: hard, a transition? That
1: was hard, man. It was hard. Especially
0: being in another country. I mean, it, it, the it probably
1: took me, Jose, it probably took me good five, six years to kind of adjust to like a regular Joe, you know what I mean? You know, just... You know, because before, you know, oh, everybody, oh, you everybody, know, you want to you. everybody, you know, saying, "All right, you know, I have this, this is very, very, you know, cool, but kind of cruel. And like that, you know, um, there was, there is a mall in the Bay Area in San Jose called Valley Fair Mall. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've been there. Yeah, yeah. When I was with the Giants, every time we go to the mall on the day off or, you know, when, you know, playing, there's, the Giants have a guy, have a, a giant st- a store there, you know, with, you know, stuff for baseball. And every time, hey, Blanco, come on, Danny, come on. And he had me to sit over there and sign out, you know, for people, so people can come to the store. Well, you know, like, a few years later, you know, after I got released, I, I stopped by, and the guy didn't even recognize me. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, and then you go, wow. They can't you say, wow, you know, it's like you can see, you know, different. you know what I mean, how you're in a different world. You're no longer a baseball player, you know what I mean. You know. Um, anyway, so that's how always remember that part, you know, the, from, in, in that, that story. So when you
0: were playing baseball, they loved you. Everybody, was, yeah, everybody. And as soon wanna, as you uh, stopped, uh, they're yeah, like, who yeah, is this guy? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, you don't let that you know put you so down. So your
0: first job, what, what was your first job outside of baseball?
1: Oh, it was uh this guy I was uh, moving, move, this guy helping to move stuff from you know people you know moving from house to another house. Man, I remember I was still was young, but I would come with a back pain, you know, move. I don't know, you know, but the guy used. I met him at the batting cage. I was you know doing my thing, working at the batting cage, and I met him. Oh, he played to play with the Giants, oh, the Giants and San Jose. You know, you know people. Oh, crazy. And then, what are you doing now? Now, you're trying to get work something, you know? So say, oh, well, you know, I do have this moving company. You know, if, you know, look, I can get like a strong guy like you to help me out. Yeah. Sure, let's do it, you know? Like $100 a day, you know? And I did that for, for maybe eight, ten months, did that. Then I gave this guy from Nicaragua. He has a, a, a photo studio. And then he was looking for telemarketing, speaking Spanish. Well, perfect. And that's, you know, because my, my English was pretty, pretty, pretty bad at that moment. And, uh... Um, I get the guy we connect we become friends um, you know then we, I work there for another year or so um, then later on I met, I, you know, we lost connection Then I, you know, three or four or five years later I connect with a guy and the guy all of a sudden is driving a a BMW, you know, he me to his house, his big house in Martinez. He said, dude, what are you doing? you selling drugs? What are you doing, man? He said, no, real estate, man, real estate. You got to, you know, real estate, you know, doing good. That was like early 2000 when the market was hot on real estate. I said, you get a license, you know, what would mean, you know, we kind of, can I get you in to do stuff? Okay, okay, I guess, you know, I start selling myself, you know, I start selling myself, you know, real estate, you know, and uh, I got to the test, I passed my test, my test, um, and I started working with this guy. And I still, but at that moment, I was doing Monday to Friday, desktop support, you know, that's what I, I was doing, that's what I bought my degree. And Saturday and Sunday, real estate, you know, prospecting, you know, showing homes, those two days. And uh, my first deal was a house in Santa Cruz. You know, a house in Santa Cruz is very expensive. So my first house was like a 750000 uh, dollars purchase, and uh, when I got my paycheck, my commission check, I was like, "Dude, that's a six month of me working in uh, desktop support." I mean, it was a big difference, you know. What I mean, you're getting one and one pay, but I make six months in desktop support. And the guy said, "You, you know, you need to decide if you want to do this. You're going to go full time, this and that." It was so scary, you know. what I mean, and. Uh, and I just took the, you know, I said, you know what? I think I can do this. I can do this, and then I decided to do it. You know, real estate. And the first, you know, I was, you know, I was limiting myself to use work with the uh, Hispanic-speaking clients, communities, communities, yeah. I, which I still do. I, I still do. But after a certain time, and I said to myself, why am going to limit it? You know, every other agent that I thought, well, you just look for whatever is Hispanic. So, okay. And then I hear, I, I at that moment already my English was okay. Listen, and. And I hear in, you know, some of the friends, oh, about a house, you know, about the agent. You know, I start hearing those, those experience they have with us. Hey, man, did they do that? Man, I, I work harder than that. So we're thinking, why am I going to leave myself to Hispanic? you know, when I, you know, I, I know I can do a good, I know I'm doing a good job because these people just tell me, you know, they're like, you know, white Americans, they have a hard time, you know, they have a hard time with this agent, you know, I, and I start pushing that, you know, and, you know, at first when I was living here in Lincoln, you know, I was trying to just to Lincoln, Brooklyn, this kind of. Area. enclosure here and because i already was helping out you know with baseball you know training lessons stuff like that and people will trust me with that you know and i thought well if they trust me with their kids i mean i think they will you know it's a chance that can you know to trust me with of the biggest in purchase in their life you know real estate but you know i didn't translate like that you know and you know i don't know why you know I, don't know I don't know why that happened so a
0: lot of people that you uh did baseball didn't trust you with real estate
1: I just, they didn't, I, I don't know if they trust me, they didn't give me the chance at least, you know, talk to me, hey, Danny, I think you to sell the house, what can you do? It's nothing. They just went right away, you know, they didn't even say that. that. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, I used that avenue, you know, with the baseball to kind of get into there, but it didn't translate, you know, oh, what was very few. See, I so yeah, was, well, and then I make, I connect, I worked in a team with this guy and, you know, he used to live here, say, Danny, you know, you need to kind of get out of that triangle of Rockland, Roswell, Roswell. You need to kind of expand yourself. And you need to go to Midtown, you need to go to Citrus High, Antelope, El Grove, uh, Eastside, when there's a little more diversified uh, uh, community. Uh, you know, I took his advice. And, uh, you know, and, you know, it was amazing how after I started marketing myself in those areas, how my business started growing. It, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, I just noticed that over there. You know, people, they don't care if you're gay. They don't care if you're Asian. They don't care if you have an accent. As long as you get the job done, you know, you do what they, you know, take care of their needs. They are going to use you, and they're going to refer you, and they're going to continue to use you. And they will realize, no, you know what? And now now I'm for sure I'm going to go over the other market. And now, you know, before that, I mean, my was like 90% Hispanic, 10%, you know, other other race. Now I would say 60-40 right now. So I had a lot of, you know, uh uh US born Americans, you know, use use me as a real estate agent. That's and true. that reason is because that, I mean, when they see, you, you know, when I work with somebody, I work like they are my friend, they're like they are, you know, they are my family, I'm gonna take care of them. I wanna really do yeah. my best job. because And that is one thing, probably the baseball I got from baseball. When you there isn't one thing in baseball, one of the coaches say in life, you gotta be when you life, you gotta be the best in whatever you wanna do. If you wanna be you know, a ballerina. If you want to be a boxer, you want to be a baseball player. You want to be a singer. You always aim to be the best you can be in that. And I, that never got out of my head. So, you know, whatever I tried to do, yeah, I tried to be, I mean, some people call it comp- be competitive. Yeah, but you got to you, you do, I mean, and I, you know, I, I'm telling you, say that thing has helped me a lot, you know, yeah. and I, I tried to put that on my daughter and anybody that I came across that, you know, that I, I think that, that, that piece of advice could help, I, I say that, you know what I mean? And and especially kids that are born here, people that's born here, you know, listen, I came with nothing you know, and you you to prove that too. We came in this country with almost nothing to make something out of it. Mm-hmm. And then when people that live here, like you say, people that live here, they have all the opportunity, have all the tools. They have really no, they don't have, they don't have to overcome the those obstacles that, you know, you and me had to, you know, had to face when yeah. we come here. They should, it should be, I mean, easy for them to accomplish that, because they don't have those those, those yeah. roadblocks that we, you and me had when yeah. we came here. I'm,
0: I recently made a video on Instagram talking about that, I don't know if you saw it, yeah. where I said, you know, privilege, it may sound bad, I mean, people may get offended when we talk, oh, you're privileged, but mm-hmm. what I mean by privilege is, we always have to wait for the Supreme Court to vote on something if we're allowed to have a business and yeah. we're allowed to uh, leave the country, we're allowed to do this, or whatever we're, we are allowed to do or not to do, And if you're born here, you have all those rights right away. We don't have to wait for somebody to vote to tell you if you could do that or not. And that's what we envy. That's what we wish we could do. We wish we could just do this and that, and we can't. And to see somebody do that, have those opportunities and not do it, drives me nuts. It's like seeing somebody really good at baseball and they don't want to play baseball. It's like it's a waste of talent. You know what I mean? So you're wasting your, all those opportunities you have, you're throwing them away. Like pretty much you're saying you don't want to use them and you have people wishing they could do that. You know what I'm saying?
1: So, sometimes I think, you know, it, it, it could be like, you know, because I don't know, I we came from a country that you know, is a poor country and and at that moment I saw baseball as a way of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like a, a hobby. No, hell yeah. I see like, you know, this is a way to, can, to be somebody and help my family. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you have that responsibility, you just, you do it. Good. I, nothing will stop you until you nothing get it, especially if you it. believe in yourself. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And then, you, like I said, you're a perfect example. I, I, L- look look yeah. at where you are right now. And I, I tell people, you know, that guy, yeah. he's a dreamer. Look what he has done. He's a yeah. dreamer. You yeah. know and uh, A lot of dreamers will be complaining, oh, well, I can't do this. You know, that didn't stop you. I, I'll, from, I'll from be real.
0: Things. When I was when I was about 17, 18, there was a time in my life where I gave myself that excuse that I was like, because I tried to do, I wanted to be a firefighter. I couldn't do that. I wanted to, I would try to, I'm like, dude, I just fucking join the military and join and do that. I couldn't do that. I'm like, I can't go to university, get a degree, and then I can't get the job because I don't have a social. You know what I mean? So I gave myself, I gave myself, me not being a citizen, I, I let that be like a cop out for me to not do shit with my life. I was like, all right. When someone says, what are you doing? I right, just work here and there. I'm not going to do nothing with my life because I can't. I let that be an ex- a, my excuse to let me not do nothing with my life. The moment I changed my mindset, the moment I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Who gives a fuck? I'm going to make some shit happen. Me vale madre, pongo las cosas nombre de mi esposa o alguien. I don't give a fuck, but I'm going to make this shit happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and look, he said, bro, I was like, fuck that. I remember I, I tried all social shit. I tried everything. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to make it happen. At the beginning, I had no social. So I, I, I was selling like life insurance. I was doing that. I was using... Uh, I was like my girl at the time like, Hey, I'm you get the license, you have the social and then we act like we did this deal together, but I do all the legwork. I was doing anything in the in my power to make it happen. Because my mindset changed. The my will to wanna do it was there. You know what I mean? So but yeah, that's what it is. You you gotta really, 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 really wanna fucking do it.
1: <laughs> do it. I, you know, I get, you know, hear you that Jose and then, you know, I had the person to meet your mom and your sister. I mean, I think that's a trait that probably you probably your mom had pass to you guys yeah because I said, you mom like your mom is you know everything she does with pride she's a pride yeah. woman they whatever she has she's you know she did on her own yeah you know with two, basically two kids on her own yeah no help yeah my mom I mean? always that, you that that is you know to me is that's amazing you know yeah. do, because I was by myself you know just but she got two kids and you know and but she passed along that that thing, you know what you can do whatever you want if you, you keep pushing Yep. And don't let people tell you no, I agree. man. That's why I see you know you and your sisters, you know, are business owners. You know, I, I that come for your mom. I mean, no, that has does. to come for your mom, man. I mean, that's why I can you know, my mom. Yeah. I, I met your mom and I love your mom. You know, she's like you know like, a, like, a, like a, a, another great example to follow. You know, your mom. Yep,
0: it is. I agree. Thank you, man, because it, it is. And my mom definitely did instill that in my mind. My mom would always tell me things like that. Like, you didn't come here to fuck up. He said, like, you yeah. came here. We're here to fucking make some shit happen. She would tell me in Spanish. I man, have. Venimos a like, que chale huevo. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. Like, hey, if you ain't here to fucking grind, hey, you ain't fucking, let's go back to Mexico. We ain't got shit to do here. If you, we, we're here to grind. And it's true. It's true. Very true. Um, off subject. Let's talk about boxing. Why do you like coming here, man? You've been here for 10, for a long time. Why, what do you like about the boxing gym? What do you like about coming here? Tell me.
1: I like the people, man. You know, the, the culture that you have built here, yeah. It is something that you don't find in many other places. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's a lot of boxing jeans, a lot of jeans, you know. You, you, can can work go, you, you, you can go anywhere. Like the, you can go anywhere. You can have out, a home, a home, home, home buy by, by equipment, you do your thing. But it's something about here. I mean, and I, I, I talked to other members of other you know, members of the gym and they feel the same. I mean, it's just like a, it's like a little family community that you yeah. have built here, you know, and you come here and you feel like I'm going to see, I'm going to work out, but I also want to, you know, hang out with my friend. I want to, you know, like, you know, teach, you know, mess around, you know, it, it just, it feel like it's like you come to a family. like I got a friend They wanna just, yeah. you know, work out, you know, it just, that, that culture you have built here, it, it, You don't see that everywhere. Yeah. You don't see that everywhere. And that's why, you know, that's one thing that keep me going here after more than 10 years. You know what I mean? Because I was here before when, uh, I think when Angelo and Rickeri was here. uh, And it was a little more, more like a business kind of, Way to carry business here than you know that what you do right now, and I kind of went away for a few years. I think I think when like, yeah, I went start. out like a three or four four years, I went away and then I came back. You know, ah, let me try again, you know, and then uh, things was a little different. And, and then you got in, you know, and then things you know, you took things to, to another level. Yeah. You take this thing, you take My Boxing to Jose Morales Box Academy to another level, and it just it just like you know, you do, and you know, I see what you're doing, you know, with young kids, you know, trying to kind of um. Keep their mind in a positive way, you know, with through boxing. But I know I see you guys talking to kids, and you know, I mean, uh, you just teach boxing. You just kind of tell them you know, to be a good, you know, a productive citizen, a good, a good, a good human being. Yeah, that is, you know, you don't see that in other places. say uh, in other gyms, they don't do that. You know what I mean? You guys, you know, you, David, Kelly, you guys, you know, Nacho, you guys, you know, you guys, you guys have this form, this thing, you know, when, you know, people want to be here, not just for the workout, but just to hang out with you guys. You know what I mean? And, you know, you do those gatherings, you know, of the gym, you know, soccer or barbecue. Yeah. Dude, you know, you know, and you got people of all, Avenue you got a, a a big star like a Bobby Jackson you got like a guy who to stay with like a Bobby Barra uh, promoted like uh, like um, uh, uh, Sylvia uh, oh, Jackie yeah, yeah. You know all that group I mean you know there's been here going coming for a long long time and yeah. I through this place I have made I have met a wonderful people Ibarra you know, I know you for a while, but Ibarra, uh, Ibarra is like Jamie. one of your best friends now. Right now, Ibarra, yeah, you, you know, yeah, call it compadre, got... me compadre, yeah, compadre I see
0: that you guys play golf. Yeah. You uh, with Bobby, Bobby, I mean, yeah. you know,
1: Bobby, like, you know, make, I think make a great friendship. Um, you know, Sylvia, Jackie, yeah. Jamie. Jamie, her husband Sherry. is a really a good person. D, yeah. you know, all Dirty these D. people. I mean, all these people. You know, like you know, if it wasn't because of you, this place, I never mm. probably would have met these people. Yeah. You know, and they're not just uh, a, a, a workout friend, but a friend. They are yeah. a friend. We communicate outside the gym, you know, get for coffee, for drinks, stuff like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Very true. And uh, then on top of that, uh, the connections the networking, the way you can even do business and connect, like, it's a whole nother avenue. Besides, and this is all coming from the place you work out. Yeah. Yep, it's huge. Thank you uh, for saying that, Danny, and thank you for being a part of it, because really you're a big part of it. Thank you, man. Every person that comes in here, I try to tell everybody, they they tell me that it's me, I started it, blah, 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 yes, but...
1: You guys are.
0: I could be in here by myself, but if you guys ain't coming, hey, you guys are the ones
1: sparking the thing. But if you, you guys, don't do what thing that you do, and we won't be coming. So yeah. we come because of you. <laughs> they come back. It come back because of you. Because yeah. you know how you make people feel. I mean, you know, like you come and how are things? What are you doing? How what, how are things You know, you you do, people come here and you just okay. Let's work out. You ask, you know, hey, how things are? You know, how the family? You know, hey, you know, even you. Know, you know what is so cool about you? I get this from you and David mostly. Um, you know, like if I slack out for three or four weeks, Danny, get your ass in the gym. You know, what are you doing? Come over here, man. you need to come over here and work yeah. out. You know, that thing, I mean, I, to, when I get those texts from you guys. You're like, oh, my God, they think about me. You know, I, I yeah. need to go there and, you know, even I get my butt kicked. I want to go there and, and, and work out. I mean, that thing is inspiring. That means that you are looking, you know, you're paying, oh, well, Danny hasn't been here. You know, you, yeah. you are paying attention to every, every pretty much every member. I'm pretty sure every member here in the gym.
0: Yeah, we do. We we spend they, a lot of time on that.
1: They don't do that thing other places, man. Yeah. That's another reason why I like this place. I mean, you know, like sometimes I can go, you know, a month without coming here. But I mean, I don't mean you know to keep being be part of this because you mm-hmm. and your staff, man. Yeah. So I mean, they are you, you know Danny. just no trainer, no no coaches, but friends, mentors. Yep. You guys, you guys wear several hats here.
0: Yep. Thank you. Oh, thank you. For real, Danny. Right, I'm going to start asking you random stuff. Oh, shoot. You ready? Oh, okay. So first one I want to ask you is if you can name this episode anything, what would you name it? If you can name it any name, what would you name this episode?
1: What I would name this episode, you know? Uh, gosh, I don't know. So that's a good one. You know, we talking a, a lot of stuff here. Anything. I, I say, name maybe you know? something
0: tight. Something motivation. Something, if yeah. someone sees that, like, oh, I want to listen to that episode. What would you name
1: uh, it? I so, said. I guess.
0: I get everybody on this. Everybody gets stuck. When I I ask them this, everyone's like, oh
1: shit. Yeah, well, I'll say, you
0: know, (laughs) never give up. Never give up. Never give up. I like it, I I like it. Something with resilience, right? You know, no No quit, no quit. Um, If you have somebody right now Mm -hmm. in your shoes Mm -hmm. when you were 17, 18, 20 years old, just Mm -hmm. got released, don't know what to do with their life. Don't know if they have to go back to another country or they have to make a big decision mm-hmm. that you had to do. What advice would you give
1: them? Now you just follow your heart. What, what What is your passion? What do you want to do? I mean, you know, I think when you have that, you know, you have had the, uh, the battle won because you that not nothing small will stop you. Yeah, nothing will stop you for you know whatever you want to do. I mean, I, at that moment, I was scared. I won't. I won't say that I wasn't. I was scared. Uh, but I, you know, I was more scared to lay down my family I was more scared to um go yeah. home defeated yep. you know what I mean that that was that was me more than face whatever you know it, it, it will come in front of me
0: very very true I saw a thing on uh on I think it was on Instagram it said no one works harder than a man that hates to ask anybody for shit because <laughs> that man works harder than anybody and if you hate asking people for chichi pidiéndole chichi la gente you fucking bust your ass, cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing. Everything I have is cause I I work for this. You're shit. You're earning. Yeah, and that, and you have that mentality. That's how you are. You like fuck that. I'm make this shit. If I have to move people on then Saturday and Sunday, I have to go show houses. I'm gonna make this shit happen. You know what I mean? And uh, that's tight, man. That's tight. Next question. Favorite restaurant to eat in this area? Anywhere? Roseville, Rockland, Lincoln, Elk Grove. Ah, there's anywhere. several, man. There's several uh, places. Give me one. First one to pop your head. If you're gonna uh, go out to dinner Friday night, and you have your date or your family from somewhere in town where are you taking them danny
1: what i'm taking it you know because oh gosh Jose,
0: you put it in like you know are uh, you thinking too hard just tell me the first place go go you say you like caribbean food i like caribbean there's no Caribbean. there's no caribbean food have you ever been to la hueca la, la huaca, la huaca. I've, been,
1: I've been i've been there i don't go there that often but it's good food yeah. but i mean if i go a place often you know i go to a place uh, um um I guess uh, Tay Basil. Uh, What is it? It's a basil, Tay Basil, and they have one in Rossville and one in Midtown. Oh, uh, oh! You know, I know the place, uh, Sealance and uh, and Midtown. Sealance they have a good food there.
0: What, what kind of food is it?
1: Is uh, organic, fresh for the for the market for, for a market. Uh, is it like
0: a casual or is it like a fancy?
1: It's casual. It's casual there. Casual? You know what I mean? You can pick. They have something special I don't like think a, I've been there. a bottle of wine. They have one of a Broadway mm-hmm. and the other one of uh, it's an Isaac. Um, actually, went there not too long ago because That's you know it's, it's, food, it's a little bit for everything. You know, pizza yeah. and everything is fresh. Everything is fresh cool. and organic. Uh, tell me something
0: about Danny Blanco. Not that many people know. Tell me something about Danny. Uh,
1: yeah, not many people know anything. I, I got fired a couple of times for my temp uh, before uh, I do really stay for my temper. Oh really? Hell yeah! I got so you fired. got
0: fired for you because your temperature?
1: For my temp- temper, Yeah,
0: corajudo, corajudo.
1: Yeah, yeah, me, you, me yeah, you get mucho. Hungry. Yeah, and then I didn't know how things work so here. So,
0: what about this temper of yours is, is uh,
1: what takes what it off? Like, what what is it that? Uh, things that kind of bother me, um, people taking advantage of me. Uh, people, and I say this a lot, you know, not a lot, but some people. There is, unfortunately, because, you know, we came from another country, I feel like some people, if they see you speaking with an accent, they think that you're thinking with an accent. Mm. And that stuff, you know, when I see that, I get my radar and I go defensive mode. You know, you don't want to fuck me up. And, you know, you don't want to take advantage of me. I'm as smart as you are. Um, injustice, unfairness, uh, that stuff really uh, pisses me when you feel you bet when you, when you, you feel better than does, you do, when you feel like you are better than somebody else. You know what I mean? And that's what I go to. I tell my daughter, this rule, will, you, know, it, you will be fine treat everybody the way you would like to be treated yeah and you know you will be fine life because that's to me it's a golden rule i don't so, know when people treat you because oh because i don't know a little dark skin or you have an accent you know well you're just kind of second class citizen no i i have a hard hard time with that and i'll tell you the story the two times that i got fired i was working first uh one of my first joint office was was like a, a um, insurance company and it was I uh, was managed by two I think Middle Eastern guys. The guy the boss was cool, but he had like a manager, he was managing thing. And I wasn't the receptionist. With Bird, my English was bad, so I was kind of really struggling a little bit. And the guy was of always like yelling at me, the manager. And I don't know what he was saying because my English wasn't great at the moment. I just I didn't like it, the tone that he was using and pointing like that. And you, that was the first day. And the second day I just had enough. I grabbed him by the shirt, the guy oh, shit. and I put my finger in his forehead. Don't yell at me anymore. Then he went right away, tell his boss, I can't have you here, man. I, <laughs> I got fired. That was Fucking the first time. Pulling people's shirts. And then the second time, I was working at this company called KPNG, I don't know if you hear that company, KPNG. I was Sounds working familiar. I was working at like a accounting a accounting firm. I was working in the tax department. And when this guy actually he was a kind of chicano you know he also you know he was born here but his parents was from mexico yeah i know what you mean and a veces son los i was a working veces. for real <laughs> there was him and two other guys and uh, all the girls and he you know but he was i was a a, a temporary employee like uh, i wasn't you know full-time and he was full-time and you know i feel like he had more right than anybody else and he will ask you things like if, for example you know clean the hey go clean that he don't say hey can you please can he won't like the way he kind of came across like very uh guys how do you call that 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 that, that term in uh you know when mm-hmm. he talked to you and then the first time and you know, i say dude you listen you know if you want me to do something just tell me hey Danny, can you do that you know and i'm a nice one i'm not you i'm not your kid i'm not your son i have two balls like you do so don't don't talk to me like that talk to me and i'll do it you know i know i do it can i you know i'm going to work okay sorry so <clears throat> that happened and then like you know months months later you know we're like a tax season and it was always in stress out and he he won again, and he gonna say something. He was already saying to some of the girls, and then when you know something that I didn't do on time, he kinda got on me, and I said, you know what, man? I grabbed him by the hand. Let's go to the to the parking lot. Talk to him like that. Come, I want you to ask me that, that in the garage. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. He's he all like that. Called the manager. He's he was afraid of his life, and he couldn't work with, with while I wasn't in, in that building. So wow. I got fired too. <laughs> <laughs> So the next day, they, 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 more they, the stories. They, they don't com- fuck with Danny, all right? Don't no, no, Ed, no, no. Nah, you know nah, nah, nah. that was I was you. younger. I mean, I wasn't probably that wasn't in my my, my mid twenties. You yet. Get older, you get wiser. You you you, you learn to deal you, with. You, you find different. out that communication is is, is a key. great skill set that you need to utilize. And but go to but, but home, there's so true
0: that people, you know, get out of hand when they feel like they're the boss that they could talk to somebody below them, and really they're not below them. They just they're you your employee but it doesn't mean that makes you that gives you the right to be a fucking dick to them they're still human you know what i mean talk to everybody like you
1: yeah. want somebody to talk to you that probably was say one of my pitfalls you know my but i mean i've been with, with the last few years i've been able to kind of um handle it but you know actually i went through a, a within the span of seven years i went through a lot of uh, dramatic change uh, from 2001 no 2003 to 2002 Twelve. I was like, how much? Like nine years, eight years, mm-hmm. nine years. I went through losing my mom with cancer, the burner, uh of the the of nacimiento de mi hija, mm-hmm. uh,
0: birth of his, birth, daughter? my
1: daughter, birth of my child, uh, my my daughter, um, divorcing, and losing my husband to cell All in that span of time. Wow. So you went through a lot of, you know high emotion on that time and i guess at some point you know i get like you know you know i can't get you you know especially if you mm-hmm. don't have support i was at that moment i was by myself here i mean you know i pretty much most of my family is still back in venezuela you know little by little bringing you know i brought my brother first then i brought my nephew for the after then my sister a couple a few years ago and then my dad last year so, you know little bit that's i'm on my dad of course but that's all my my family that's it i don't have nobody else here you know I have friends but this is my family, and at uh, that moment, you know, I, I feel like I was, you know, my mom was my
0: your backbone. That was yeah, everything. yeah, that was that. Uh, yeah.
1: Wow. Danny Blanco. All right,
0: next one. Uh, how can we stay in contact with Danny Blanco? People want to buy a house. Oh, how, how
1: do they contact you? Well, you can go to Remax and look for Danny Blanco, or go to the www.dannyblanco.com, or you know, call me directly. A lot of my uh, uh, my guy, uh, my information is online you know you do you can do a silo you uh, search danny blanco you will see a bunch of reviews. in silo danny blanco and you know you can you know say i'm a person i like to see reviews yeah this guy is good this person is good this company is good i do i look at the reviews then you can see reviews those and those reviews are by actual customers does uh, silos allow you to log in and put nothing you have to get a, a person at to open account and you know put the review there and they verify that there's no the sales person that do that on their own so uh, nine one six two two zero four four six zero. That's cool. my phone number.
0: And, um, anything you want to add before we end the podcast, anything you want to say, anything? Uh, that
1: I'm say I'm grateful that, uh, God had put people like you in my life. Uh, like I say, you know, um, I use your inspiration to point to other people, you know, because you know, I don't want to talk. I did, I did, I did, I did. Look at that guy. And then it's up. Uh, a clear example you know mm-hmm. i mean the, what you know can uh people can do um and honor to call you my friend same as many other other stuff here in this in this place um um meeting your family your mom i said you i don't know something about your mom it reminds me of my mom so much i mean it's, it's yeah. like a, um, you, you know. you're
0: like me man that's I, i'm my mom to me is everything to me man like i can't i can't not think about everything as a kid, all our struggles, everything without getting emotional and without wanting to work harder. Anytime I want to quit, I think about no tener nada. You know, fucking, my mom was working three jobs. I didn't see her fucking. That's my fucking motivation, man. Like, if that doesn't motivate you. If you don't have something like that in your mind, that just every time you want to quit, you think about it, and you're like, fuck that. You're not tired no more. Suddenly you got a second win. You got to find that something, because yeah. there's, there's got to be something in there that's got to motivate you that way. Yep. Maybe it's not your parents, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's something, maybe it's that car you want, whatever it is, but you got to find that something that's going to push you and motivate you. And for you and I as our mothers, yeah. yeah. I want to add something. I want to say thank you, Danny, for coming. Thank you for sharing your story. I love your story. I love <laughs> you as a person. I love you as a father, so nice. business person. Everything you are, everything you stand for, you will always have me in your corner, Danny. And thank you for coming on. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, I think that's it. I think we out. There you go. Thank you, brother.